Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land, it would sleep and rise night and day, and through it all the seed would sprout and grow, he knows not how. Of its own accord the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain of the, in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, that when it is sown in the ground, it is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand, as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them. But to his disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's pretty amazing that we're here. It's pretty amazing that we're here on a U.S. base on the other side of the world from the United States in Japan. Um, to really think about it, uh, I've thought about it uh, many times after coming here of just kind of the craziness of that all. Now, being from the United States, right, I just kind of take it for granted, knowing of the way in which the U.S. military operates, we've got bases all over the world, right? But that's very odd. It's not normal for a country to have bases all over the world, and it's also less, you know, common to be on those bases, right, be a part of those bases across the world. And yet here we are, connected with a United States base over in Japan on the other side of the world from the country that we're connected with. Um, And that's just kind of crazy. One of the things that is before the world, now we kind of take it for granted that we can travel anywhere in the world and that there's this intermingling of all these different cultures, all these different times. But that's not always been the case, right? Um, it's kind of a modern phenomenon that we're able to travel so easily and be in so many different places at once and have so many different people. But it, it has happened and continues to happen in the world, often slowly, but not in the modern way. Why do I kind of uh, try, to, try to open up this? Well, because although we experience uh, sometimes the craziness of all the different cultures, all the different places, and all the different times kind of that we're here today, the Catholic Church, similarly to an even larger degree, have this transfer of cultures and places all over the world. Um, I can go almost anywhere in the world and stop in at the Catholic church and talk to the Catholic priest and instantly um, I have a connection, right? I can go almost anywhere in the world and that's the case because of that universality of the Catholic church, that the Catholic church's branches are everywhere throughout the world. And it's one of the most beautiful, it's one of the beautiful signs that I find about Catholicism. And one of the aspects that give a lot of credence to the uh, 
effect in the divinity of the church, that it's not just a human institution, but led by the Holy Spirit and the way in which it grows and continues to grow throughout the entire world. Um, And so what's beautiful is that I can, uh, as a priest, I I can uh, connect with, with priests anywhere, but also you as Catholics can go to Mass anywhere in the world. Now, unfortunately, right now in Japan, there's uh, most Catholic parishes in Japan are kind of limiting it so that visitors can't come from the outside. Um, and so you're still not able to go to Mass uh, at a Japanese parish. But um, I would encourage you, if you haven't already, go to a Japanese church and go to Mass. You're not going to understand most of the words, but you are going to know what's happening. And that's what's beautiful about the universality of the church, that even though you don't necessarily know every single word, you're able to pray along with. You're able to be a part of and in union with them, even though you might not know every single word. I would make the argument that the Catholic Church is the most diverse and also in many different ways, uh, I think teaches the truth about uh, the intercultural and interracial um, ways in which to interact. Um, the Catholic Church, uh, we see its influence throughout the ages. And one influence that I'd like to kind of mention that I think gives indication to its universality and kind of its, its cross-cultural Aspect is just the way in which it's been able to put branches everywhere in the world. Now, one of the best examples I find is the Americas. We have North America, South America, right? Settled at slightly different times and also by different people. Now, within the settlement of, the United, of America, within the discovery and the settlement, human nature plays a huge role, right? So there was lots of evil perpetrated at different times by humanity. Yes, because we are sinful creatures. However, there was also good things that happened as well. And one of the aspects uh, that I think is very noticeable is if you look at the 13 colonies that, of course, started the United States, most of those 13 colonies were all uh, Protestant. So they were Christian, but not Catholic. In fact, Catholic, Catholics were severely persecuted in most of those uh, colonies. And what we saw within those colonies and what we see within the United States is often, you know, we talk about the United States being a melting pot of cultures. Well, actually, it's a terrible melting pot. In the Americas, it's actually the least melting pot of all the different countries. And I think partly that's because it, it doesn't have a Catholic understanding. Whereas if you look at the other parts of Americas, the re, the re, Canada has French roots. South America has Spanish and Portuguese roots, which are Catholic. And what we actually see within that is we he, see a huge amount of French traders marrying with Native Americans. We see the Spaniards right away marrying with the Native Americans and, and intermingling and bringing the cultures actually together. Now, there were certain aspects of Native American, perhaps Aztec cultures, that weren't exactly the best, one of them being human sacrifices. And so not everything of the culture was appropriated, but hopefully some good things were. One of the aspects that right away happened in the early, um, 
evangelization and kind of discovery of the Americas is there was always a pursuit of evangelization to teach them about Jesus Christ and let them know that the Christianity was not for Middle East or European only, but was for these people as well that they discovered there and that Jesus Christ lived, suffered, and died, and the gospel was for them as well. However, initially, it wasn't very successful. And then Our Lady of Guadalupe, which we actually see over there, appeared shortly after that. And the way in which she appears, she doesn't appear in the way in which she probably lived, right? Mary was a Middle Eastern Jewish woman. That's not a Middle Eastern Jewish woman, but yet it's Mary. And how does Mary appear? She appears in the, the culture, the race of the person that she appears to. When we see this happen constantly, where Mary appears as, the, pers- as the, the race, as the ethnicity, as the culture that she appears to. And so here we see an Aztec woman who's, who's pregnant and wearing, and it has lots of symbolism for the culture of the Native Americans at the time. And it's through Mary that, in fact, the, the Native Americans, Mexico, and all of South America would be evangelized. Mary was the one who was able to do that, to be able to bring that branch into the church, to be able to make uh, South America kind of the Catholic culture that it is. Now, I'll also again mention that not everything in South America and its culture is great, right? We also see that happen in many different Catholic cultures. There is a, there's a good aspect of Catholicism that forms our understanding, and there's sometimes a disorder because humans are, of course, disordered. So not everything that happens or everything that happens in a Catholic culture is necessarily Catholic, right? But there's sometimes many uh, disordered things that happen within Catholic culture that aren't specifically Catholic. However... In it all, what I think uh, for myself and what I think it continues to demonstrate to us is that the Catholic Church is a, cult- is a church for the world that does not take over and make us, again, a mono-ethnicity or a mono-cultural. Uh, it does have certain aspects of truth in which the way in which God desires to worship, it gives us a unity but also a great diversity of culture. And I'm very grateful to be able to be here at this parish because not only are we in Japan, which is amazing, and so there are certain Japanese um, um, members who are able to come here, but we also have cultures uh, from all over, uh, which which is so good because in northern Wisconsin, we certainly had, you know, different northern European cultures, which is where, where my previous parish was, uh, but we didn't have all the different uh, aspects. And so, actually, one of the things I just got to do yesterday was a quinceanera, quinceanera, a celebration uh, specifically for kind of often Hispanic, Mexican, uh, kind of coming-to-age birthday. And so, we, uh, we actually had uh, the quinceanera, and had Our Lady Guadalupe, and then uh, the flowers were there as part of the ceremony as well. And so it's one of the beautiful things that we're able to have all of these different cultures all within the same tree. And we see that specifically with the readings today, where 
Jesus talks about the kingdom of God being like a mustard seed, the smallest of seeds. But then also in the first reading, talking about this tree in which birds from all kinds of birds will be able to find shade, to be able to find a place, a home within this tree. And I find that the Catholic Church is that tree. And one of the other aspects of it that, that I think gives a great, uh, uh, again, that it's, it's more than just a human institution of our creation, is that uh, this idea of the mustard seed, that when it starts, it's the smallest of all seeds of the earth, but yet it grows to one of the largest. And we see that within the way in which the church started, right? How did the church start? Well, Jesus took his 12 friends, and he went camping for three years, and then he died. And everybody ran away. That's where the church started. They started in fear, locked in their room, not wanting to talk to anybody and not wanting to interact with anybody. That's the smallest of seeds. And yet we see those very people who ran away when Jesus died. Those very people who were still afraid after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended to the Father, they were still afraid. And when the Holy Spirit descended and for the birthday of the church at Pentecost, the church was planted and started to grow in ways in which we cannot cause. We cannot make this up in some ways. Now, certainly we are filled with, <laughs> with sinners. We are a church of sinners, right? But it's one of the most beautiful aspects is that the church continues on even in the midst of sinners, even in the midst of all the different cultures, even in the midst of being pulled in so many different directions, the church continues. And so for myself, uh, I continue to find that a great inspiration and uh, continues to draw me back uh, to trust the church, trust the leading of the Holy Spirit, and also to acknowledge that, um, that we're not going to be perfect, but yet it will continue to grow, will continue to grow. And so may we uh, be part of that growth. May we help the church continue to grow and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Um, and we do that uh, primarily by coming here to Mass and the greatest, the objectively, the greatest prayer that we can pray, which is here in this Mass, united with the church throughout the entire world in all its different languages, in all its different places. We come here to be able to worship God in unity and with a great diversity.